Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Carol Perlman, a psychologist, health coach, and married mom of two boys. I went from a frazzled mompreneur who hits news until the last possible moment to a vibrant business owner who jumps out of bed at 5 a.m. excited about my day. I once felt completely overwhelmed by my endless task list, but have learned how to work smarter, not harder, by studying health habits, mindset, and time management. I love to teach others how to implement top recommendations for health, happiness, and success. Yes, busy moms can learn how to stop picking at your kids' leftover food, create a daily exercise routine, and stay on top of the to-do list so you go to bed feeling fantastic about your day. Tune in each week as I share my best strategies for creating and sustaining daily habits for a healthy lifestyle and chat with other experts in the health and wellness industry. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Perlman. This is the Healthy Habits for Life show. Welcome everyone to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Perlman, and I'm glad to have you back this week. This topic is really near and dear to my heart. It's, uh, we're talking about healthy habits across, across the board and with lots of different aspects. And today we're talking about the habit of organizing your photos, which is a little unique, but um, it's going to be great. So I have with me today, Shara Humphreys, who is an expert. And I know I have a lot to learn from her, and I think you all will learn a lot from her as well. So welcome, Shara. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're here. You know, I stumbled across your podcast. I don't even remember how, but I did. (laughs) And, um, you know, this has been on my list for a long time to get my photos in better shape. And I was so grateful that I found your podcast and you walked me through. I'm, I'm really at the beginning, but I just love how you were able to walk me through some of the main steps. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to learning more from you today and sharing, sharing with everyone else what you have to teach us. So let me tell everyone a little bit about you. Shara has built a career based on helping women succeed in small business. Her philosophy is to learn the business do the work, and then help others do the same. Her comprehensive background in business coaching and training means you get real life experience from this business owner. She has been helping women for over 25 years find their passion and turn it into a business that gives them freedom and flexibility. Her life's work revolves around storytelling through photographs, so she is passionate about the photo organization industry. Shara is the owner of Simple Photo Stories, located in a suburb of Atlanta, Georgia, and works with VIP clients. She and Rita Norton are co-founders of PPO Studio, and their podcast is filled with resources to help people with all their photo organizing. So before we forget, what's the name of the podcast so we make sure that people can go find that? Well, it's called Photos with Sharita, a little funny play on Shara and Rita because uh, we do a lot of things together. So um, some people had started calling us Sharita and we we picked up on that. (laughs) It's very cute. The photos by Sharita is what was where people can, what people can uh, search for to find your podcast, which has so much gold in there for getting started. But let's go back to the beginning. So tell me how you got into this work. Well, photos have always been just, you know, part of an important part of my life as a mom of four. And growing up, I was that kid who put, I actually got a camera and develop those pictures and put them in photo albums. I was an organized geek and I couldn't wait to develop pictures and organize them. And so I've always kept my photos in albums. Um, and I know that isn't normal really. I mean, what is normal anymore anyway, 
But I know that for many people, they just looked in envelopes when we developed pictures um, back in the day. I'm dating myself. I remember. My children (laughs) are grown. Mm -hmm. And so... Anyway, they, you know, we, we ripped open those envelopes from the developing places, sometimes through the mail, or we went to the store to a one hour processor, all that fun stuff. But then we didn't do anything after we looked at them. And that's super common, but I was the kind of photo nerd that put them in albums all the time. And I realized that people needed help with that. And uh, friends, family, everybody would ask for help. I organized my parents. I grew up in a shoebox family. My The way we looked at photos, we pulled a shoebox out of my mom's closet and we looked through the shoebox. Yep. And I, I, yep. Didn't, I didn't like that that much. So I wanted it to be in books and albums. So I've always done that. And then I discovered a direct sales company that did it. And I helped people in that, um, in the photo industry for over a decade. And then went out on my own helping people do it. Uh, and now there's just been iterations of my business of helping people tell their stories with their photos and all the important milestones and moments in their lives. Oh, it's so special. I mean, I'm definitely with you. I love photos and I think, you know, they are, are one of our most prized possessions and yet they can turn into such an overwhelming project and task to, to, you know, manage. And so some people, it sounds like you have that brain, you know, some people's brains just naturally organize things and that they see things in systems and some people's brain just doesn't work that way. And so if your brain doesn't work that way, then it's really helpful to have people teach us a system so that you can have some steps that you can follow and get to the same end result. So it sounds like you've been an entrepreneur at heart and you've been, you're an organized person at heart and put the two together and you've had some really wonderful businesses in your career. So what are some of the ways you help people in your current business model? What are some of the ways that you help people with their photo organization habits? Well, I think that people, the first thing that we assess is what's more important to people. Is it the digital mess or is it the print mess? We ask those questions first because for some people, the guilt and the overwhelm is boxes of photos hidden in a closet or basement or attic. And please, please get them out of the basement attic if you don't do anything else. You just want your photos to live in the rooms that you live in, temperature control. Mm-hmm. So basements and attics. Um, that's a no. And so if it's print, then we start with print and we can dig through that. But if it's digital, which is primarily right now what people are feeling more overwhelmed with, and then we get to print later, uh, it's that phone. Our camera is our phone. Our phone, well, I call it, you know, we have a computer in our hand now. Um, we carry around this this amazing computer that has this amazing camera on it. You don't even need to have a second camera, right? Mm -hmm. iPhone or Android. And you take all these pictures and then you don't know what to do with them. And then when you want that really special photo, you can't find it for some occasion. It usually people are triggered by an occasion, like uh, a child graduating or someone has passed away and you need some memorial photos. You know, it can be sad or happy, but photos are that anchor that bring us back to what's really important, like you said. And and you're right, that brain thing, you're either you you either automatically do it 
or you just don't know what to do yeah. because it, it feels overwhelming for sure. But I want to just jump in and add for people who, who don't have that brain that there, there is hope <laughs> and it is possible. Once someone teaches you a system, you know, you, you might have to remember the concrete steps rather than having it be more automatic, but it is very possible to learn systems for things that your brain doesn't automatically do. And then the more you do it, um, following explicit steps, then the more automatic it can become. So there is hope is my message. Well, and that's what you're great at. I mean, right. You're teaching people how to put habits into their life where, and I, I mean, I'm not the doctor here. You are, but the, you know, I know that in my readings in past, um, you know, it takes at least 21 days to instill right. a new habit, right? You have to do something 21 times consecutively over and over and you can train yourself with a new habit. Yeah. And so for overwhelming um, yourself with photos, feeling overwhelmed, you can, like you said, absolutely. Your message of hope is right on okay. because for women that, and it is primarily women, I have worked with some men, but women typically are the photo keepers, the family historians. It just falls to, I think, the mothering part of us, even, you know, it just is a natural thing for women to want to have the photos organized. Yeah. I so, feel really, I think it's probably abnormal, but I feel this really abnormal need to capture and remember everything and document everything, you know, cause I'm, I'm so aware that we only have one chance to do it. And so I just want to document it. Once we have the pictures, I can always do something with it later, but I, I feel this real big need to make sure I get them. Well, and you know, there's this thing and I, I don't know who said it first, but I love this saying and I don't want any moms to cry about it. Um, remember, I have four children and I understand this so, so well. But you have if you're a mom listening, you have 18 summers with your kids. Oh, <laughs> God! I know. I know. But you know what? That grounds me. That yeah. grounded me throughout my kids growing up because I. My job was to make them adults to go out in the world. I'm not an empty nester who cried about it. I was actually excited when they left. And I almost, I mean, I might've had to kick the first one out. He would have lived with us forever, maybe. But he, he is a functioning adult now. But I wanted them to be on their own. But I knew that every summer and every, you know, all of those things in childhood were precious and priceless. And I couldn't get that time back. So that's what photos do, right? Yeah. They bring us back to those sweet, sweet times and sometimes not such sweet times, but still funny things that make us laugh. And, you know, we have some blackmail photos of, you know, kids. I always say, yeah. oh, look, that's going to go in your wedding video. Uh, so there, you know, there are all these things that we want to capture and preserve, but then we feel overwhelmed because we have sometimes thousands and thousands of photos on our phone. So when we just, let's just talk about digital because okay. I think that's what people are most overwhelmed with. And then they, then they uncover the boxes and the print too, but that that's another podcast. Another okay. Day. We'll focus on digital. Yeah. So digital, I want to give people just some concrete things that they could do to feel less overwhelmed with their photos. Okay. So let's break it down into two areas. So one area is how do you get caught up, you know, now you have, like, I think on my phone, I might have 45,000 pictures on my phone that have been transferred <laughs> from one to phone to the next. So one challenge is how do you get caught up and do something with that mess? And then the second uh, topic is what can you do moving forward? What are the habits that you can start doing moving forward so you don't get into that mess again? So let's start with the first one of how do you get out of the mess to begin with? Okay. So the first, the very first thing you do is you back up your mess. 
back up your mess. Back up, back up, back up. I can't say it enough. Um, The first thing I talk to people about is, do they have a backup system? And when they look at me kind of funny, they're like, yeah, I think so. Um, I, I pay for iCloud. Is that what you mean? Or, you know, I think my husband does that, you know, a couple times a year or I do it a couple times a year, something, but they're not sure where their photos are. So all I'm saying is back up the entire mess because just that mental relief of knowing those 45,000 photos are backed up in another place. If you were to lose your phone or let's just get crazy and say your iCloud wasn't connected properly and it isn't backing up your phone. And I don't want to get all technical here, but there's a difference between sync and backup and sync mean an iCloud system is sync is syncing your phone. And what that means is if you delete something off your phone, it's deleted off the iCloud. So if you're using the Apple ecosystem, you're syncing with iCloud, not necessarily backing up. It's kind of a backup, but it's not an exact duplicate of your phone, depending on if you delete things. So a backup system is what's really crucial. And my best recommendation for that is to uh, use either Dropbox, which is a cloud storage system, and that is a full backup of your phone. You can plug in your phone or you can uh, do it with the Dropbox app. And it will copy all your photos into a cloud. You don't need any wires. You just Mm -hmm. um, go to Dropbox and you can somehow give it directions to get the photos from your phone. Yes, you can use the Dropbox app and it will do that automatically. And it it takes days, especially if you have a large collection like you shared you do um, initially. But then once you do that after, let's just say it takes two weeks in the background, it's doing it every day when you're on your Wi-Fi and your home, it's backing up quietly in the background. After that's backed up and all of your photos are there, then it just backs up as you take them. So it's, that's one nice system. That's the digital way. And then the other way you can actually buy an external hard drive, plug it into your computer and plug in your computer, plug in your phone, or there's wireless programs as well. um, And get those phone photos on a hard drive. So, you know, they're backed up. Okay. So backup, you you get, they, they have options on how to do it, but backup just that's number one. Okay. (laughs) Got it. All right. And yeah, I get preachy about backing up because I think you can never have too many backups. Yeah. I'd, ra- I'd rather have, you know, three backups than none at all. <laughs> so, so once you back up, then your question was, you know, then how do you get less overwhelmed with that mess and like get that mess under control? That's a big question. <laughs> it depends on what your goals are, right? I think you need to set some photo goals. Um, and that is that once the mess is backed up, what do you want from your photos? What do you want to see and how do you want to enjoy them? And for me and for most of my clients, they really want a hard copy book, an album that they can turn the pages and look at. So they want to print again. We stopped printing when we got to digital. Mm-hmm. So we just look at them on the phone. I've always watched, I, I laugh in restaurants. I see people pass their phones around in a circle. Well, I mean, remember when we used to go to restaurants yeah, yeah. And, and went inside and yeah, all that. Okay. So back in the day when we were gathering, uh, we pass the phones around and we're sharing pictures the way that we used to share an envelope of printed photos, but then we don't print them. Yeah. So printing your photos is one, one of those ways to get your mess under control. So 
a simple thing to do, really simple. And I'm going to talk iPhone ecosystem again. It is the majority of people digital, but Android, you can do the same thing is make sure the very simplest thing, this is a habit, a daily habit you could do um, or weekly, whichever you want, but favorite that little heart on photos at the bottom. uh, When you look at a photo on your camera roll, favorite it. So whenever you have a few minutes, you're in a waiting room, you're, you're whatever, you know, at night before you go to bed, whatever, however you create this new habit, you just do your favorites once a week, give those hearts once a day. I, I can't tell you I'm daily. I'm, I'm a weekly person okay. um, because my kids are grown. I don't take that many pictures now, but if you're in the thick of motherhood and, you know, adorable children, then you might need a daily favorite, but favorite, if you just make those hearts you know, click that heart. Now you've got a system where you can go look at just the favorites on your phone and you don't have to look scroll through the, you know, zillion other screenshots and the picture you took at target and the meal that you ate and all that Yeah, and pick out those favorites. And now you can decide what to do with them and you're going to put them in a book. Oh, do you want them on a digital frame in your house? Do you want to just print them? Just simply send them to uh, a lab that prints a photo and you're going to frame it. <laughs> but I mean, the percentage of photos that we take, this is an interesting thing for people to know. Um, in the photographer's world, uh, professional photographers, 90% of their photos are basically throwaways. 10% is the what they call for the best of the best. Mm-hmm. So if you think about that, then you don't have near as many photos as you think you do. And you don't have to go through all of them. Just get to so, those favorites. Let me back us up for a moment. So once, so once you've backed up, do you recommend taking all those old pictures off the phone and putting them somewhere else? You sure can. You can once you've backed up and you know that they're on a device or in a cloud that you feel good about, and you can see them. I ask people to visually check that mm-hmm. because I've asked I've, before. People said, "Oh yeah, they're all on iCloud," and I say, "Oh, let's look." And then we look and sometimes it hasn't been hooked up properly. Maybe the phone store person said it was hooked up, but it wasn't or whatever. So we make sure all those settings are right. And then we see the photos with our own eyes on a computer logging into iCloud. Once you see that, then you can absolutely start to delete on your phone. You'll get some free space. Your phone will work better. You don't need to keep them all on your phone. You don't have to carry all your digital photos for your whole life on your phone. Okay. So I like that idea. And then I also like what you said about really taking a few moments to think about what your goals are and kind of break down. So I talk a lot about this with time management and juggling big tasks, you know, always breaking it down into something more manageable. So I suppose if you've got this big task of organizing this mess, you could start by at least organizing it by year, (laughs) organizing the photos by year And then you could take the years one by one and figure out what you want to do with them. Do you want to go month to month and get rid of the the one, the unnecessary ones or make albums from each year? But I guess that would be just a good first step. Sure. And I'm going to, I'm going to ask your listeners a harder question, kind of like the 18 summers that makes you, you know, gives you a little heart, you know, feel. And that is if anything happened to you, what would you want to leave behind? And I ask every single client that whenever I start to work with them, what would you want to leave behind? Because usually you can then really break down that enormous task into what's most important. Mm. So if you can prioritize, I mean, 
you and I could probably sit down and make a list of 100 albums right now that you'd love to make out of 45,000 photos. Mm -hmm. If, you know, if I was working with you right now and, and I could do the same thing, even at this stage of my life with grown children, there's still 50 albums I, I dream of making. But if I could only make one right now, because literally that is all I can do one at a time, one album at a time, then I need to drill down to what that is. So is it a compilation of my kid's childhood, a few pictures from each year? Is it a birthday album of just um, a picture of each birthday that I can find? That would be sweet, yeah. a sweet memory. And it doesn't matter if your kid's 10 or 20 or 30. Who doesn't love a book about themselves, right? So it's a great gift. Plus the moms love it. So you can make two copies in the digital world. You keep one and give one to the child or the adult child. So you've got to figure out what, what that is. And that for me is breaking that down into that more manageable step instead of thinking, well, I want to make an album of every single year since I got married. And I, well, I do, but is that realistic today? Right. <laughs> no, no. But could I, what could I do right now? Yeah. And, that's a good idea. Yeah. So, yeah. so pick a priority album, or I could even say like a playlist for an, a, a digital frame mm -hmm. and you'll just seek out those photos first. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have to tell you, my stress level is a little high. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know what, I want to ask you that because you've shared with me what you're doing in the steps from our podcast one, two, and three, like right now, what would your answer be? I mean, if, you know, it, what would that album be? Because you have children mm -hmm. that you would love to make sure that your boys, mm -hmm. your boys have. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I started out when they were little and I did make the annual album and that lasted all until my second child was born <laughs> and I did the first year and haven't since. So it's really on my list. I would love to go back and do their annual albums. But um, I mean, I think the first thing just for me, just knowing that I have the pictures that they're in a safe place where someone could access them, like on a separate disk drive where if they didn't have my passwords or anything, and I just knew mm -hmm. that I had them, that would mean a lot to me. Mm -hmm. And then what would the first album be? Um, I do like that idea of the birthday one, you know, one, mm -hmm. one per year. Uh I guess I would have to say highlights, like an album mm -hmm. of highlights from each year, which yeah. is a really big task. That it's not as big as you think, right. and and with a little bit of help and planning, um, you can do it. Because what you do is, and I know I know that this is all the things you talk about because I live it. So you set boundaries for yourself, right? So the boundaries um, that I would give a client if that if you said to me, I want to do highlights of the last. I'm just going to say decade right okay. now. I don't know. How old are your kids? They are 12 and 15. Okay. So I'll even say 15. Okay. So we want an album of the last 15 years. Okay. That just highlights since you became a mom. And it's going to be this really just fun, just the sprinkling of highlights. So now you only get to pick five from each year. Whoa. And maybe we go to 10 because yeah. 10 could be a spread of each year. So for me, as you know, a photo organizing expert, I know that if I take 10 photos from each year for 15 years, I already can break this down very quickly. 
that you're going to have a 30 spread album, which is 60 pages and it's totally doable and we can rock this. So let's do it. Right. So then if, if you're my client and I mean, it's much easier for a third party to do it than you, because you start getting melancholy and going back through all the things and, Oh, but wait, this one's cute. Wait, Oh wait, no, I want this one. Oh, uh, when you enlist a professional, then they can help you call through much quicker. Yeah. But when we get, if we just, if I open up a folder of each year, I can pick out 10 and those are the 10 that are going to go on that double spread in an album. I find it also helps to set time parameters, you know, because <laughs> you can spend 10 hours on any one month. And so if you set some time parameters and say, okay, I'm going to give myself, you know, I have one hour, maybe two hours to cover year one. And I have to be done by the end of that time period. Yep. I have to have my 10 from that year. And if I do one, you know, let's say one a week, it might take me 10 weeks, but, but I could probably do it that way. Love that. Love it. Absolutely. Setting a timer is magic because we have to kind of give ourselves self-enforced rules, right. To get things done right. yeah. because otherwise they don't get done because literally you start to do it. And then three hours later, you're like, Oh my gosh, where did oh, the yeah. afternoon go? Sucked into it. Yeah. So I have another question for you before we move on to habits of, so I think I see the, I see the light at the end of the tunnel of how I and we others listening could get out of the mess. Um, and you know, I, I am a big proponent of to-do lists and having master task lists. And I think I'm, I'm going to put this on my list that this is something I'm going to tackle. It's moving to the forefront of my mind. Um, you know, with some of the older cameras, this doesn't happen with the, with the phone photos, but if you had an old digital camera, you know how, when they get stored there, there may be three fo- folders deep on your computer. Mm-hmm. Is there anything to do to make that easier to, to get to them? <laughs> no, not, not a lot of things. There, there are some programs out there that they're not, you know, the ones that I use aren't even current and they work with older operating system. I have an older computer and newer, so that's not going to be helpful to current listeners. There's some tricks of the trade, but it's digging into those folders and getting them out and putting them all on one kind of root level, like, you yeah. know, to 2010, 2011, 2000, and then inside putting monthly folders yeah. and we call it a core file structure yeah. and then putting the pictures in by months at the very least. So that the, the good news about that in the overwhelm is once you do that, you never have to do it again. Yes. I always remind clients of that because that's the bulk of the time is getting all of those folders and everything deleted and and putting them in there. But once you do it, it's done, 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 done. And you can copy those folders to any hard drive. And like you said, give access to other family members and know that that's done. Yeah. Okay. All right. I do. I do feel that there's hope. So, okay. So it's going on the to-do list. It's a project, but if you break it down, there are a lot of steps, but if you break it down over time, you can get it done. And a a decision for me and for people listening is, are you going to do it on your own? Or do you want to hire someone perhaps, or even just get a buddy and, um, you know, Mm -hmm. a big fan of accountability partners. And maybe you just work with your accountability partner to make sure you stay on task and follow these boundaries Absolutely. Makes it more fun. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're going to get through the mess. So let's talk about moving forward. Clean slate. We've got our phone all cleaned up. I promise you new year's resolution. I'm not going to get myself into this mess again. So what are, what are three things I'm going to do moving forward so that I avoid a mess? 
Well, the first one you already did, you set up a backup system. So that happens automatically. So that gets to be one of your three things that you celebrate every year that you're already set it up and it just keeps going. It might just be check your backup system, right? Annually. Um, But that setting that up is number one. And then, uh, so to go forward, number two is I think that you continue to favorite the pictures because in the digital world, looking at just the favorites and when you take them, you pretty much know. I mean, if we click, you know, five, six pictures, oh, wait, you know, my chin doesn't look good. Let's, oh, my, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. My eyes are closed, you know, oh, not a good angle, you know, and, and, and the rule of thumb is mom has to look good in the photo that gets a heart, right? Like, sure. the, sorry if, you know, the kid's eyes are closed, but I look pretty good in that shot. So that gets a heart, but you, you heart those photos. And then I think the third thing is that, I mean, I think it's maybe set an annual goal. Like what is your goal for your photos? I think that's what people don't do and they're not clear about. They keep taking pictures, but they don't know what to do with them. And so that's where I go to the album or a digital frame. Again, I want to bring the photos back into people's lives. So they enjoy them and they enjoy them so much more, not on a phone screen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think you have to set your own personal goal. I never make that for anyone, but you know, like I said, it's the make a priority list of albums or a priority list of projects and then chip away at those, you know, but that's how it is. I really love that. You know, um, most of us have habits that we think about in terms of drinking water or getting movement each day, the food we want to eat, you know, cleaning our house and I've had, I know over the years I've had deal with these old photos on the list, but it's what I call a C-list item. Like it's just out there Mm -hmm. and I might never get to it. But I think what I'm taking away from our conversation today is that really has to get bumped up to a B, which means I don't have to do it today necessarily, but I'm really going to prioritize that. And if I do a little bit along the way, if I, you know, if I can do it every night or every few nights go through and delete, definitely heart and favorite. I'm going to remember what you said about that. And then maybe, you know, once a week or once a month, I deal with all the photos from the month and organize them. Then I'll keep up, I'll keep up with it. Well, I love that. And I think you, I'm sure most people know about the urgent versus important. And yes. I think that's Stephen Covey from yep. years ago. Um, it's not urgent, but it's super important, right. our photos. And that's where you do have to shift that priority to that task that you keep just moving down on the list and you never get to. I think that's what's made it different for me is it's always been as important as so as many other things are as important. I keep my photos up there in the level of importance. And if we do that, then they don't feel as overwhelming. And I'm not saying I have a perfect system or a perfectly organized everything. I mean, I'm a little behind on digital albums for my family right now because I do make them for other families. But that just reminds me that my family's important too. And I, I want to make sure that we, we do that. So yeah. I think I having those goals, like you said, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And it's so, you know, it's a form of self-care, frankly, women aren't very good at that. They're taking care of everyone else, but you feel really good when you get your photos and a project done with your photos. It's That's so true. And you know what? I was just thinking about this analogy about money where everybody has a certain amount of discretionary money and everybody's making different decisions about what they want to do with it. And our time is the same way. We all have the same 24 hours in a day, 
but, you know, take out sleep and the work and childcare that we have to do. We have some discretionary time and we're making decisions. So it's all about what do you want to bump up as a priority and decide, you know, this is important to me. Exercise is really important to me, but keeping up with my photos is also really important to me. So it's something that I'm going to do with more frequency because it means so much to me. I, I love that because I think that's exactly what it is. It, it, it has to become more important for it to be less overwhelming. Right. Um, those two things go together. And once you start doing it, you have cause for celebration because yeah. the photos, I mean, when all is said and done, it's some of the only things we have left. I tell the story all the time when the fires and floods and hurricanes, natural disasters, uh, you know, just things that happen People don't say, I, you know, their couch is floating away. They're not sad about that. They're wringing out wet photos and that's all they're trying to get from relatives and copies. And it's all they want. If you ask people what they'd grab first in a fire after people, it's photos. It is so, true. so it's memories and that's what we want to keep close to us. And so bringing them back into our lives is that's what it's all about. So if they're that important. Then they need some of our time every single week. You've got it. You've got it. So I I hope that all your listeners will be motivated and inspired to know that their photos are important and they're, they're worth taking the time to, to start to manage better. And, and like you said, get an accountability buddy and do it. And you can have races and you can, you know, dare each other or, you know, up one another. I did two years. Ah, you only got one, (laughs) make it a competition, Uh, whatever you need to do to, to get, get yourself to move forward with them. Well, I have to tell you, so in my work, I'm a therapist and we use something called a subjective unit of distress scale, a SUDS rating, and it's a way to calibrate how anxious or distressed you feel in a given moment. And I have to say there was one point in here when I was kind of up at like a nine and I was feeling really distraught, but my SUDS has come down and I'm now back to maybe a one or a two and I feel hopeful and I feel like I can do this. I'm really excited about this. And I really wanna thank you because I think you've given us a roadmap that makes it really doable. And I know we're really just um, skimming the tip of the iceberg here. Okay, I combined two metaphors. We're skimming the tip <laughs> um, because I know from your podcast that you, ha- you go into so much more detail and I owe you so much thanks for helping me get started. And there was a big part of that, the compiling that I just knew I couldn't do myself. And so I got the courage to take all of those old laptops and external drives and bring them to someone who, as we speak, is putting them together into one external disk drive. And it's so exciting. So I thank you so much for having an impact on me. And I hope that for everyone else listening, they're really excited and motivated to tackle this project and they see how important it is. And most importantly, they feel like it's a doable habit that they can get started with. Well, thank you for all your good work and helping people with everything about good habits and especially for their photos. Yes, um, it's it's really meaningful and gratifying work. And I'm so glad that I found you and that we connected. So where can people find you if they want to learn more? I know we talked about your podcast, so let's just say it one more time. And then is there anywhere else people can find you if they want to get more information? Right. So photos with Sharita, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, they're there. And there are, I think, somewhere in the 30, I mean, different things about scanning and whatnot and and your phone and technology, all that, but broken down in bite-sized pieces for you to listen to and pick where you want to start. And then if you have any other questions, I'm at simplephotostories.com. 
and there's a contact uh, button there. And certainly your listeners can email me and feel free to ask me questions and I'll help point them in the right direction. Oh, I so appreciate that. That's very generous of you. So, Shara, thank you so much. This has been a wonderful conversation and I hope everybody else enjoyed it as much as I did. And I look forward to staying in touch with you and I'm going to update you and tell you how I'm doing. I am going to check. I want to be your accountability partner to Uh find out. Um, I want to hear when everything's on one photo hub on that external hard drive. You're already halfway there sending it out. So congrats. All right. Thank you. I will keep you posted. Thank you again for being here. And thanks everyone for listening. And I will look forward to being here next week on the next episode. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you love today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.